Yo, what's going on, everybody? Here I am. I'm back. I am officially back. My trip to Florida and my trip to school has concluded. Remember those Ernest movies? That's where I felt like I was for the last month. I felt I was living in Ernest Goes to School, Andy Goes to School. I honestly, there was no difference between me and Billy Madison, except I didn't even have to go to classes. I was Billy Madison in Florida, except I was living like Eric. I, I was I was Billy Madison, but my attitude was like Eric's, the villain of the movie. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. There was a scene in Billy Madison, I believe when it's Billy meets Veronica Vaughn, uh, he introduces himself. I believe she says, You must be Billy Madison. And then follows up by saying, Don't you think, I think it's a little pathetic that just because of who your father is, you get to come to school all over again? That was essentially me except replace the word father with brother. Like as I was going to the bar with my brother, they should have said to me, don't you think it's kind of pathetic you get to go back to school just because of who your brother is? And just like Billy Madison, I would have said, yes, I do. And then she says, as long as you know. And then I go, well, all right. As I take my ID and walk into the bar. My brother actually turned 20 last weekend. What a wasteland the age of 20 is. You're not young enough to be able to be forgiven for mistakes, but you're not old enough to make real mistakes. You're caught in no man's land. You're a nobody. You're nobody. I'm better than him. You're worse. I told him the only good thing about being 20 is it's the last year you have looking up. You know those first 21 years? Or... 20 years and 364 days, that's like going up the roller coaster. You know, click, 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 click. And then as soon as you hit that 21, ah, take the picture, and then you're me. And before we went out, his school is right on the really nice river there in Tampa. It's like where the Buccaneers were partying and where the Lightning were partying when they won their respective championships. And we were just sitting on a bench enjoying the weather, watching people in hammocks. And this group of three people, the classic group of three college friends, you know when you walk by somebody, you catch just that quick second and a half of conversation where it's you walk by someone like, oh, there's no way they're going to be able to go out by, and that's it. The majority of people have the most boring things ever. Like they're just saying miscellaneous boring things. You walk by me, you're just going to hear the most absurd second and a half of your life. Just like, what do you think rush hour looks like in Venice? How do you think they clip their toenails in the 1400s? Like, you come by me, you'll get, you'll get absurd statements almost all the time. But this group of three people, <laughs> this was the first time I really got one I loved. This one girl was explaining to her two friends, I, I guess maybe there's a guy she met or she's into or she's like hung out with once. And she just goes, and he's the perfect guy. He's in shape and he plays the guitar. And that was it. That was the end of the description. He's in shape and he plays the guitar. That's the perfect guy. And it made me miss those times where before you enter out into the real world, I hate that term, but how about this? Before you enter the world where everybody is tied to a profession, people do this thing called, oh, you know, like naturally fall for people who they're into. 
then that slowly kind of fades over time. Those things that that girl had mentioned, oh my God, he's in shape and plays the guitar. He's the perfect guy. That's going to be compliments number seven and 10 in about six years from now. No, no. Her first thing is going to be, oh my God, and he works for JP Morgan. That's going to be number one. And $15,000 Rolex, Rolls Royce, the biggest house. On the biggest hill, on the biggest side of town. So this week, there's a particular topic that I'm going to choose to focus on because this one's very important to me, and it's very apparent why. It's because there's about three things I'm good at, and one of them is running my mouth. Running my mouth is something that I've done my whole life. I've done it my whole life, and there hasn't been anything in my way to ever stop me because there shouldn't be. It's just my mouth and I can run it. And if you hate me, you go, hey, I hate you. And then I go, me too. And we just go our merry way. However, there is something going on that is very bad. How do you like that for an eloquent statement? It's very bad. Each year, I look around and fewer and fewer people have opinions Literally, every year I go around, there are fewer people like me. Now, either people like me are just being phased out of society or they're scared to be that way in public. And I think it's the latter because when I meet people and then they just see how I act, it's like they can finally let their guard down and be like, oh, my God, let me tell you how I feel about this. People with opinions now, they're like gay people in the 90s. They all live in hiding because they're scared of what might happen to them in public. And I feel bad for the gay 90s people, and I feel bad for people with opinions now. But you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be that gay guy in New York City putting on short shorts, getting a Molotov cocktail thrown at me because I'm not giving it up. I'm not giving it up. I'm going down with the ship. I'm going down with who I am, and who I am is a guy who runs my mouth like Razor Ramon. Nobody beats the bad guy. What do you want me to do? That's how I grew up. I grew up on Eminem and Razor Ramon. You expect me to just change at the current standards? No. No, I'm going down with the ship. I'm going down with the ship. <laughs> and the question is, do you want to come down with me? <laughs> Who's coming? Who's coming with me? It's an awful thing to see. I feel like, you know that... that meme of Will Smith looking around the empty house in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I feel like that's going to be me. I feel like opinions like they're passing around the hot potato and it's just going to end on me and it's going to blow up going to be standing there holding a genderless hot mr potato head look we need to come up with some sort of compromise because this is crazy it's crazy canceling pepe Le Pew, eminem dr seuss books fruity pebbles mr potato head the bachelor hose dunkaroos now i added those extra ones in there just to show you the absurdity of it because they fit right in they fit right in and if six months ago i gave you that whole list you wouldn't be able to tell me which ones would have been canceled oh dunkaroos i don't know has it been is it perpetuating australian kangaroo people who the hell knows I mean, I used to hear that they said, like, if you replaced one of the Bible stories with Jack and the Beanstalk, would anybody know the difference? Same kind of thing here. You cannot watch a horny skunk on Looney Tunes, but you can watch a TikToker, which I saw this with my own two eyes, an underage TikToker brag about getting cream pied by a 40-year-old. Yes, it's on there. It's on there. Don't say, hey, how can you? No, I saw it. I saw that three days ago. 
You're the same people who, when I was younger, told me that I couldn't play Mortal Kombat because, I don't know what, I was going to act like Kano and rip someone's heart out and show it to them? You know how many people Mortal Kombat influenced me to, you know, uppercut their head off like Johnny Cage? Zero. Zero. But apparently, if I see some picture in a book, then I'm just going to look at that and go, oh, clearly, uh, it's time to be racist. Now, let me take something that hasn't been stripped yet, but who knows? It just Who knows? In two years, this could be the new evil. Take The Sopranos, one of the most watched series during the pandemic, which means there's that much of a market for it. Do you know what? Look what? Just watch any episode of The Sopranos, the language that's used. You know that fat cocksucker piece of shit? I remember I was watching The Sopranos in my old apartment. I was like, oh, oh, I had to put it lower because I was scared that they may confuse the words from The Sopranos to words that were being said in my apartment. And that really just means what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? That you have to fear and don't say, well, that's in your head. No, it's not. No, it's not. I have confirmation that somebody I know he was listening to a podcast in his apartment, put it on very low because he didn't want his neighbors to hear. He's a fag. And of all the people who get away with being able to say whatever they want, of course, it's the accounts that I hate, the meme accounts. The meme accounts get away with this kind of comedy, which is partially why they're so popular. You know, I'm gonna go look at go look at any meme account. Like, they get to put something when you bust a nut in her and then you laugh in her face. You just get to you think you'd see something like that on TV when you bust a nut. It was showing like goo inside some like glue bottle, talking about busting a nut in people. See, they can do it. They get away with it because they're hiding behind they're the faceless meme accounts. And the reason I once again get angry is because my friend brought this to my attention that Daquan, the guy who I've insulted for being some faceless man, like sold portion of the company or the account page or whatever for like $80 million. So he took other people's things, put five words on it, and then he made $80 million. Yet I can't come out and listen to Guilty Conscience by Eminem. But no, no, Daquan, who actually hasn't made anything, gets to write a bunch of letters around... Tony the Tiger's face, and he gets $80 million. So of all the all the people who the cancelers leave alone, it's the... Are you just trying to screw me? It's because you know I hate the meme accounts, so you just let them go through? By the way, the only reason the meme accounts have as much of a following as they do is because you don't let people say any of that stuff on real shows or real productions. So if you want that bust a nut in the girl type content, no, you got to go to Daquan. Daquan and his 58 memes a day. If you want to live your life like a Jenga player with Parkinson's, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't mind. But, you know, you got to let me live however the hell I want to. Because, you know, there is no winning here. Did you see Chris D'Elia's apology video? You see that? Chris D'Elia, who disappeared for months. I mean, Lord knows how. It almost seems like a full year. And if you don't remember what happened, a bunch of uh, girls said that he did inappropriate stuff with them and he 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 solicited minors and they did a beautiful move of cropping out the parts of the conversations where he was absolved of his crimes and then the narrative started to be like what's going on here it was kind of shown that Dalia didn't do most of these things so then even after mostly being absolved of his crimes because if you look from the time it happened to recently there was no additional information that came out other than things that cleared him of his name even after that 
comes out with like a 10 minute video, not a smile in sight, just fully begs for forgiveness. And you want to know what happens when you beg for forgiveness to this band of warlords out there? Oh, you know, Twitter just published yet another headline, one of those big headlines that shows a face right on the cover. So I'm talking about one of those headline stories that says underage lawsuit filed against Crystalia. And then you click on it, it's like, oh my God, what the hell happened? Is there some authenticity? Or no, it's just that they're just retelling the same exact thing that they told, but just waited to do it right until he made that apology video to maybe start getting back on his feet. Clearly going away for almost a year after not being convicted of anything, the result is the minute you show your face back in the ring, you get a nice front page Twitter headline of essentially the same story, but reframed in a way to send you back into the bunker. He is in the bunker. You know, I th thought this wasn't going to be a story episode, but let me tell you a story. This is recently um, when my grandfather passed away two years ago. I was very close with him his whole life. My grandfather, if you think I have energy, this guy, if you insulted his pride in any way, his face would turn beet red and he would demand respect. I saw him as a sick 85-year-old man. Like he was just, he happened to be standard sick. But for an old guy, it's tough. And he was laying in bed saying, oh, Andy, it hurts. And then I told him somebody said something about him. This guy at 85 years old turned beet red and sat up in his bed like the undertaker and goes, I raise a family. You will respect me. <laughs> Wonderful. My grandfather was a vigorous fighter to the bitter end. I'm talking about a few days before he passed away. Mamma mia. The way his mind worked. His mind faded 0%. His body is what failed on him. He was telling me days before he passed away, that he, he goes, he goes, I know that that dry cleaner, he, he, he has my receipt in the pocket of my jacket that I have. You have to go there. This guy, three days before his death, was, was, was hell-bent on retrieving a receipt from the pockets of his jacket that was still at the dry cleaners. Oh, yeah. I didn't think anything of it at the time, saying, man, my grandpa never rested a day in his life. Here we go. In honor of my grandfather, who would never give an inch on anything, no matter what, he had a saying, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. I mean, I don't agree with that saying, but just that veracity, I'm going to meet this thing head on like the juggernaut, for better or for worse. I'm not folding. I'm raising. Beautiful. Okay? And then I know if you put more heat on me, you re-raise me, then I'm going to see your raise and re-raise you. You re-raise me on the turn, I will go all in on the river and I will enjoy it when you throw your Phil Hellmuth tirade because that's what you people do. That's what the cancelers do ultimately in the end. They're the folders. They fold after the river because they don't have the cards. They're big bluffers. They're, it's like a nightmare on Elm Street. Okay? You don't fear Kruger, and he just disappears. And right now, I've explained this before, I'm below the threshold where anybody cares. These people who hate everyone, they they wouldn't come for me because I'm not of that importance. I'm like a movie on Netflix that you've never heard of. So you don't have to worry about canceling a controversial thing that nobody knows about. It's only if it becomes known about. So I do want to let you know that if I do, quote unquote, become known about, just know that I will meet whatever this nonsense is literally like juggernaut head forward. If they crush me, oh, well, that's what happens. I say this many times. Nobody may even be at my funeral. But when you look at me, my chin's going to be up.
here's the thing. You know it and I know. Like, we both know it. We know you're full of shit. We know it. It's that you're the dry cleaner from Seinfeld. I know you shrunk it. You know you shrunk it. And I don't even want my money back. I don't want the clothes back. Just for once, I want a dry cleaner to privately to me admit you shrunk it. And all you people canceling, you know it. You know it. I know it. You shrunk the shirt. You know you're not offended by the things. You know it's ridiculous. You're laughing in a boardroom somewhere right now that they actually... Like, what you do is, you you, you know, you just throw darts against the wall... And like, oh, we hit Dr. Seuss. All right. All right. That's what you're doing. Because it's so arbitrary. It's so arbitrary. Like I said, you know you shrunk it. I know you shrunk it. You shrunk it. I shrunk it. And I want you to know, this is not a political thing. Uh, go ahead. Try and make this political thing. If you think I'm aligned with anybody, give me $20. Give me $20. I'll vote for whoever you want. Show me a name on a list and I'll just go, yep, that's who I'm voting for. This is nothing other than me. Leave me the F alone and don't keep me from seeing anything. And that's what you're doing. You know better than me. Random guy who drives slow in the left lane on the highway as people are just have to keep going around him. You are the person who knows better than me. You, you know who you are? You took the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's who's making all these decisions. The person who would have said, oh, well, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl because I do everything straightforward. You people who cancel everything, you've turned into the old sex education movie actors. They used to show these like corny ass videos where like Fast Eddie was in the back seat and the girl was like, no, Fast Eddie. We shouldn't do that. Oh, come on. Don't you want to have sex? You've turned into those people. You've turned into the fast eddies of the world. But, you know, you people, I don't know how you expect a guy who grew up on Eminem and Razor Ramon to just just act like my whole life didn't happen and now I'm a magic new person. Every, every New Year, someone goes, New Year, New Me, and the same dirtbag eating the same bad food every single year. Yet you want everyone in society to just you know, flip all their morals, and then when you change it in two weeks from now, reflip them again? Get your ass out of here. Oh, you're going to cancel them? And what about DMX? What about DMX? Do me a favor, cancelers. Go listen to Bring Your Whole Crew, okay? I remember you about playing handball at the handball courts, listening to Bring Your Whole Crew. I guess, you know, right-click, delete those memories out of my head? No. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I have some advice for those of you out there who are disgusted by all these things, like you people who turn on Netflix, you go to the comedy section, you go, oh, nothing's been funny in 10 years. I guess I'll just look for a different category. There's many people like that. And now, especially, see, my big thing was I always wondered, like, maybe the maybe the younger generation, they just don't, they, they view different things as funny. And the answer is no. They skip the comedy section, too, on Netflix. And behind closed doors, like I said, they tell you their real opinions and was like, oh, I hate all this stuff that's being put out there, but you know, I can't really say anything. So for those of you out there who feel like you have no nothing to consume, no good movies, music, my suggestion is that you use a Benjamin Button tactic that I came up with. It's called like aging backwards with media. So this year's 2021, I think you should listen and watch movies from 2010 see what was at the top of the charts see what the most popular movies were that's what you should watch this year it's like, imagine like it's new releases then next year in 2022 
then you watch everything from 2009 and all the best music from 2009. And eventually, you know, 30 years go by and you've seen a lot of good stuff because I got news for you. Unless anything changes, you're not going to see anything. Just compare the beginning and end of Game of Thrones and multiply that by 25. That's where we're headed. You're not seeing anything good. Zero good. Zero good. Why do you think, why do you think more people watch Jake Paul than the, like, you know, the most popular show on CBS? Like, I don't know much about the guy. He seems like a douchebag to me, but sometimes that's a good thing. There's no, there's no standard douchebags like Jake Paul on TV. So people line up on YouTube to watch him. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Theoretically, that should force people, you know, in front of me, but we'll see. Time will tell. I saw, uh, I believe, Andrew Schultz, who he's a guy. The way I look at it is if things go correctly for me, that's essentially the trajectory I would want for myself. You self-create your own stuff. You do stand-up comedy. You make your own way. If I can just follow the same trajectory, that would be fantastic. And he, I obviously don't know the quote off the, but you know what? Because we have the beauty of editing let me grab this quote uh great comedians come from times of censorship they don't come from times of say whatever the f you want they were pushing back against something there was some sort of institution that the general public didn't like and that made their voice more valuable and you know it doesn't matter to me that i have a you know infantile percentage of people who are interested that's just who i am and for better or for worse that's how I'm going to remain because the way I see it, like I said, I look around the house and the house that used to be formerly occupied by those with opinions currently has maximum occupancy available. Okay. And I'm going to walk my ass right down eight mile, listen to Eminem's non-cancelable lyrics, which they tried to do last week and sleep my ass right in that rickety bed where they don't wash comforters. By the way, if you go to a hotel, know that they do not wash Comforters, it comes from an inside source, but if that inside source was misinformed, now all of you think that they don't wash comforters at hotels. I'm nearly certain they don't. I'm going to issue a quick follow-up on Clubhouse, which I talked about last week. I took a little more of a delve, took a little more of a delve, but I still don't know so much. However, one thing that I thought was that it's more exclusive than it actually is. I didn't know that almost everybody I knew was going to be on there, which A, goes to show you how scummy all my friends are that nobody offered me anything. As of very recently, there weren't many people on it, but then it hit that point where it just spread to everybody. It's honestly the curve that we should have been shown the whole time with that Schmirus that's currently around that I won't say due to my slight fear of a built-in machine that recognizes the word still have some time to to go through that there's a lot of nonsense on there there's a lot of you know what you get everywhere people faking it till they make it it's a bunch of fakes nobody gives you more definitive ways of doing something than somebody who hasn't done it but like i said didn't do a full delve it might be one of those situations you need to know the specific routes, rooms to go to and whatnot. All right, kids, did I come back with fire or what? 
I held up my end of the bargain. Now I'm asking you to hold up your end of yours. Once again, podcast brought to you by nobody. Listen to some of the stuff that I said. Not going to be easy for uh, an advertiser to get behind some of those words. But the only way they'll be forced to is if it gets big enough where they have to embrace it. So if you can share these clips, share the podcast on whatever platform you happen to be listening or watching, it would make all the difference for me. It, it's what sends it up the charts and suggests it to other people. I really need you to do that for me. I would really appreciate it. It's the only way that this thing's going to get bigger. And I don't want to keep having to say it, but it's the one thing that I have to keep saying because it is very important. I like to keep these relatively short. I always remember watching Entourage and The Sopranos. I always felt like I wanted to watch a little more Entourage because it was like only like 25 minutes. And I always wanted to watch a little less of The Sopranos, so it felt a little long. I like that feeling of wanting to watch or listen to more. I feel like it, it keeps people more engaged. It's usually why I kind of keep these a little bit shorter. In the next couple days or next week, I will give you uh, some of those interviews that I conducted with some interesting information about these Gen Z kids. Some funny, some sad. Some just downright fascinating. But until then, you guys take it easy, and I will see you next week.